and welcome to the third episode of the very unofficial AICP Study Guide podcast. I'm Jonathan Miller. Thanks so much for joining. Last time we talked a bit about the application process, and today we will pick up on what you can expect heading into the exam after you've applied and received a confirmation that you're good to go, of course. We'll hit on things like how many questions, what type of questions, some time management tips, and what you're expected to know, and more generally, what you just got yourself into. To help us sort through all of this stuff, I talked to Shane and Alex of PlanningCertification.com to gain some of their expertise. Well, thanks for joining me today, guys. I know you're probably super busy preparing for the next wave of test takers since the application window just closed a few weeks ago uh, for the November exam. So I really appreciate you guys taking the time out for us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. So first things first, uh, how many questions uh, can test takers expect to see on the exam? So there are 170 questions on the exam. 150 of them are actually scored and count toward your pass rate. 20 of them are APA trying to test out whether the questions are successful. So if most of the test takers don't successfully answer that question, that'll kind of get trashed. And then the ones that do really well will roll over to the next test cycle and be used in future exams. Do you know what kind of format are those in? Is it like a fill in the blank? Are there, are, are there any fill in the blank ones or like, you know, matching ones or anything like that or just multiple choice? It's entirely multiple choice. So you're always going to, you know, see the answers that you need right in front of you. The format does change between the types of multiple choice. So APA loves their uh, all or nothing or all of the above, none of the above, or sometimes they'll do the format where it's like one and two, two and four, that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, those ones always trip me up a little bit. Okay. What kind of time uh, do the test takers have to work with to get all of that completed? It's three and a half hours once you sit down and start your test. Okay. So you, I, you obviously then have plenty of time to uh, hopefully at least get, get through the 170 questions. Yeah. It goes by quicker than you think. I mean, I'm a pretty fast test taker. So for me, it was, it was plenty, but you do want to go through and kind of check your answers. So like on the test, there's a, there's a mark, there's a function on the test when you take it that lets you know what you've take, what you've answered and what you haven't. So you can go through and answer what you know and then spend time on questions that you're not as sure on. Um, and so you can devote a lot of that three and a half hours to questions that um, you need to spend more time on. But it is a long time, but it does, it does sneak up on you. Uh, and I know I'm actually, I personally, unfortunately, am terrible at this. Um, is there, what's your, what's your train of thought, at least on, you know, going back and reviewing answers at the end? I'm a big fan of it because I think instead of getting stuck at the, in the middle of the test and that kind of slowing you down, I like to just kind of mark it, answer it, move on, and then go back and review it. Uh, I know this is a pretty broad question, so I apologize for being so vague with it, but what are the, what are some of like the main topics that the exam covers? So the main test topics, we call those the big five, and they are fundamental planning knowledge, plan making and implementation, areas of practice, leadership and administration, and ethics. And in the test, the questions are broken down um, between those big five topics. 25% of the test is on fundamental planning knowledge, 30% is on plan making and implementation, 30% is on areas of practice, 5% on leadership and administration, and 10% on ethics. 
Can you tell me like a little bit more about those topics that uh, are included in those areas? Yep. So it's always going to kind of touch on all the range of what a planner would be and what kind of job a planner would hold. So you're going to get questions on transportation, comprehensive planning, your current planning, and economic development. I mean, the list goes on, but basically if a planner can have a job in that role, there's at least going to be one question that touches on it. Yeah, I know that was a, an issue for me. Like I had had basically zero experience doing environmental planning. So I had to spend a considerable amount of time trying to catch up on, you know, like NEPA, uh, Clean Air Act and all that stuff. Yeah, I think that's definitely a test taking strategy because if you are a current zoning planner every single day, you clearly don't need to study subdivision review in the same way that you would need to study environmental planning. Right, I know. Oh man, environmental planning. Well, it's funny because um, when Alex took the test, she was a NEPA planner, so that was one area that she she had in the bag from from the beginning. Oh really? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, mine. Uh, the ones I had pretty easy were transportation uh, and comprehensive planning. Yeah, same for me too. So to recap Alex and Shane's points, it looks like you'll have 170 questions over a three and a half hour period. Unfortunately, 20 of those won't count. And since you don't know which 20 questions those are, probably the easiest ones, they will still end up taking time away from the ones that do count. And just a side note, don't be too miffed by that. It's a pretty standard component of just about every professional or standardized exam. That's how they figure out which questions to fold into the next round and how to score them. The good news here is that it's all multiple choice. So you will, on some level, have the ability to use the power of the process of elimination to help narrow it down. The bad news, on the other hand, is there really is a wide range of material that's covered. But it also sounds like you can, to some degree at least, count on your existing experience to help out by saving you time and energy studying those particular topics. Or, at the very least, you can go ahead and leave studying those topics to the end. That way, you can brush up on some of the finer points after you've tackled the unfamiliar topic. All right, so then as uh, just as a final question for you guys, uh, and this can be related to the exam or not, it's totally up to you, uh, but what advice would you give a, uh, a young planner at the beginning of their career? Well, one of the things I think is amazing about having an urban planning degree and then pursuing an AICP is that you can really use planning in so many different areas. So my biggest advice to any young planner is to really think about the type of quality of life that they want from their career because the private sector and the public sector both have their pros and cons. So when you're kind of setting out and submitting job applications, it's really important to think about what type of hours do you want to work? What kind of work do you want to work on? Um, what type of pay are you looking for? Like the work environment itself. Yeah, I actually, <laughs> that, that happened to me a lot. So I had actually started out in the private sector and then switched over to public because one of the things I did not like about the private sector was I would, I would get phone calls uh, from... <laughs> my boss at you know like 8 30 at night or something like that saying hey you know can we get can we get these things together by tomorrow morning I'm like well you know it's it's 8 30 at night <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah so I, it's always a give and take so where can listeners go to get more information from you guys on the exam so they can visit us at www 
planningcertification.com. Um, they can find our Instagram at planningcertification or even just shooting us a general email at planningcertification at gmail.com. Um, we're happy to answer any questions, help out uh, studying leading up to the exam. So we hope people use us as a, as a full resource as they're studying for the test. And I will say by the time this podcast airs, we'll be launching a new product of quizzes and uh, exams for everyone too. Well, thank you guys again. You guys have been awesome. Uh, and I really appreciate uh, the time you took to uh, share some of this information with us. Thank you. And I'll uh, take care. Well, thanks again for tuning in. As always, all of the links for the references we talked about here can be found in the show notes. If you have any questions that you want to follow up on, feel free to reach out to me at the very unofficial AICP guide at gmail.com. No spaces. And thanks again to Shane and Alexandra for taking the time to walk us through the structure of the exam. Be sure to check out their website at www.planningcertification.com to check out the materials they have there. It's really well put together, certainly affordable, and a great place to start once you decide you're going to go for it. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you can follow along with future episodes, help prepare for the exam, and supplement your other study regimens. Thanks again. Until next time.